Yep. Oh. What's good with you, man? What's going on? It's like long time no speak, right? Word. Finally back. Say what? So we are finally back. Hey, right. Like, this is an impromptu show because this is, you know, it's been a long time. Didn't mean to leave you, you know what I mean? Word. So. Sorry for the wait. Right. I was compiling some of the, you know, outtakes that we did, you know, some of the shows that were never published, and those mm-hmm. were concepts, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I want to go ahead and do is I want to mix those shows together. Mm-hmm. And primarily the two, the relationship show and the R. Kelly ain't shit show. Okay. Right. So starting off, you know, one thing that, you know, my listeners, you know, they enjoy two guys. They love to get, but you know, all these ladies always like, you know, what does he look like? What does he look like? Tell them how to find you, Two Gun. Um, Instagram, two underscore gun underscore Tony. Instagram, that's about it. Yeah, one thing, ladies, is you're gonna be disappointed because he barely got pictures of himself on there. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? All these, all these bitches are gonna be mad. Like, oh, he told us how to find them, but this nigga ain't shit. <laughs> he still ain't there. What's going right. on? Right. So, like, I forgot how we kicked off the last relationship show. You know what I mean? Uh. So I'm gonna have basically Tony describe what he looks like. <laughs> you want me to describe myself? Shit, I ain't describing you. I'm full I mean, of my sexuality, but I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I look like a. a- Teddy bear mixed with a goddamn samurai. Samurai. <laughs> right. Mixed with Riley from uh the Boondocks. Boondocks, yeah. That's 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 me. So we all know what I look like. I'm growing my beard out now, so. Oh yeah, I seen that. You trying to do the little 70s thing. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I got to grow it out for the Vegas trip, man. Okay. And when, when is that? When are y'all going? July 20th. Okay. It's July 20th to the 27th, but I'm going to go July 20th to the 25th. Because okay. I got to do at home. <laughs> you know, father to father, they gave me vacation. They just said, you know, don't take too many days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, don't go crazy. Right, right. So tell the ladies what you're looking for in a relationship. Um, me, I ain't really looking for no relationship per se, you know. Now tell tell these people where they can send naked pictures to you. <laughs> Same place you can see on Tony. For real. But Lord, Lord. I DM my number there. It'll DM the number there. Hey, the number you know, no podcast. Nah. At the end of the day, you want somebody that most importantly you could just chill with and kick back with. Right. You know right. I mean? That's the most important thing. I say the most important thing in a relationship with me is communication. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate, you know, when you start getting the ball rolling, y'all talking every day, so on and so on, and then out of nowhere, you fall the fuck off. Yeah. Like, was it something I said? Was it something you said? Are you not comfortable with the situation? Communicate. Mm-hmm. With me. Let me know. Are we going too fast? Are we going too slow? Are we going anywhere at all? That sounds like an R&B song. Are we going too fast? Are we going too slow? Are we going anywhere at all? 
Look on my balls <laughs> to this R. Kelly song. We'll get to R. Kelly in a minute. <laughs> but like I said, the well, most need to get to R. Kelly. This nigga is wild. Right. Well, you know, let's get to R. Kelly now. Yeah, might as well. All right. So, what kind of nigga, a grown, ask somebody in an interview? When you say underage girls, how old are we talking? Oh no, he said when you say teenage girls, how old are we talking? Oh, are we talking? Yeah. Wait, what's like, that about, Kells? Like nigga, you were he was about what, 39, 40 when he did the interview. Word. So as far as teenage girls, that's a no no. A no fucking no. One of my biggest rules is if you're not old enough to drink, I'm not old enough to get the paint. I wouldn't say old enough to drink, you know, at least be old enough to buy niggas. A, a Dutch. 21 and over for me. Right. Like 21 and over because I refuse to be that nigga in the dollar papers, you know, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, this nigga pick up underage girls. I mean, if you if she 18. Well, if she's she, 18, she's a legal adult. Yeah, if, if I catch her in the club, if the, if she old enough to strip, she old enough for the dick. That's the way I say it. Lord Jesus. Now, and this is this is what I say, because, you know, I don't want to be that dude at a 21 and older club and me turning around because my girl can't get in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, not only are people going to clown me in the line, they're going to be like, yo, this nigga likes some young girls. And, you know, you get a reputation. And in South Carolina, mm-hmm. the reputation you want to have. Nope. Not at all, dude. So, it's just one of the situations that, nah, I'm not with it, dude. Yeah. And uh, honestly, like I said, my biggest pet peeve, and I'll say this again, when you fall the fuck off, like, don't do that. Uh-huh. You're vibing with somebody, and out of nowhere, you're getting mixed signals and shit. Don't do that. It sounds like I'm. It sounds like I'm talking about somebody in particular, but Uh-oh. I'm not. Uh oh. I don't want these listeners to be like, "Yo, who the fuck you talk about?" It's none of your business. You talk about me, fam? Nah, no, dog. We talk like three times a week, even if we. No, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about somebody else. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. I'm about to say, dog. We talk like three times a week. Like, even if we don't do a show, we in constant communication with each other. Yeah. At some point. Right. So, oh, ladies, also, Tone's business hours are don't hit this nigga up before noon. Word, don't do it. Don't hit this nigga up before noon. He ain't going to answer you. Unless it's a naked picture. He'll answer you then. Or send that. What he say is two underscore gun underscore Tony. Tony. One more time. Two underscore gun underscore Tony, ladies, send these pictures. Send them, please. Lord, I don't need them, but I like them. You know, <laughs> so that should that should be your model, a motto for these yeah. pictures. I don't need them, but I like them. But I like them.
Yo. God damn. Oh man, anchor, anchor, anchor. But what I was saying before, um, what I was saying before we were really hung up upon is your new slogan should be, "I don't need them, but I like them." Where I don't need them, but I like them. Right, right, right. So, um, what's the worst thing you hate about relationships? Um, bad communication. Right, right. Uh, that gotta be the worst thing. If the communication ain't right, nothing's gonna be right. Right. So, you know, bad communication, um, anything that's just, anything that wouldn't, anything that won't, that won't work in a friendship or just an everyday relationship shouldn't be in a mental, mental or sexual relationship. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. You know, that's why I said that person got to be kind of like your best friend, person you could just kick it with, put on some Wu-Tang or some, you know, right. that type of shit. Like, my whole, thing is, face. my whole thing is, if you have a bad sense or taste in music, it's definitely not going to work for me. You know what I mean? Well, see, at that point, it's just it's, it's not going to start. Like, you know what I mean? Like, formulating or anything. Yeah. Like, like yo, you're like you like who? Nah. Conversation done. Like I listen to a bunch of eclectic shit, like Steely mm-hmm. shit, right? I had this girl just like, yo, have you heard Taylor Swift? I think it was like called 1989. Have you heard a 1989 album? I'm like, nah. And before I could say, you know, I'll check it out, this bitch was just like done. <laughs> mm-hmm over Taylor Swift, so I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to start doing the same thing. Yep. So I was like, what's your favorite Scarface album? They say, who? I'm done. <laughs> Next. I'm, I'm not that petty, though. Yeah. But you got to know who the classics are. Like, if you're walking around, like, if let's just say you come back to South Carolina, you come holler at me, you kick it, whoever I'm talking to, and they're like, yo, what's that shirt? And it's a Wu-Tang shirt? This shit ain't gonna work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just certain stuff. If you, you know, everybody, everybody's music taste is different, but just don't like no just all-out, just stupid, sorry-ass music. Like, if you can't name me five members of the Wu-Tang Clan, guess what? This shit ain't gonna work. Well, see, that's kind of hard. You know what I mean? For a lot of females, they might know three. They might know meth, you know what? dirty. We'll, we'll give it to three. Yeah. If you don't know three members of the Wu-Tang Clan, we can't rock. Yeah, I, I, even maybe even two. They might know meth and dirty. Right. Or maybe Ghostface Killer because he has just that name. You know what I mean? They can't give me ghosts? Like... I mean, like, when I'd rather I, than be able to name five songs. Like, don't even go to the members. Like, just name me five songs. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll stick with three on that one. Yeah, we'll stick with three. And you know what? I'm I'm even petty enough to say, hey, look, give me three Wu Tang songs. It could be solo or group. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. They got enough. Yeah, solo or group. 
And it doesn't even have to be a Wu-Tang Clan song or a Direct Nine song. It could be a Shaheem song. It could be a Killer Peace song. Right. It could be a Sons of Man song, a Killer Army song, whatever. Just know at least five of them. Speaking of Shaheem, I was listening to Show Improved the other day by Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. And he ripped his verse. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was probably like, what, 12 or 13 at the time? 13. Like, Jesus fucking, dude. <laughs> he was like, he was an ill little shorty. And um, Old Dirty played Anchor. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. But I haven't heard that song in ages. Yeah, me either. I remember the video. Yeah, the video, they were um in the middle of Brooklyn. Yeah, it was in a park. I think it was a park. It was a park. And um, Sauce Money wasn't credited. Mm. Sauce Money had the, what, second verse? Did he have the second? Yeah, I think he had the second verse. Uh-huh. So, like, heavily underrated song. Yeah, that's, that's one for, like, you know, hip-hop heads. Yeah, so. Like, if, if a female walked into me and go, yo, you know, Shaheem had the best verse in Show and Prove, that right there shows hip-hop intellect. And to that me, word out, especially from a female. Yeah, it's, and to me, hip-hop intellect is sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't look for much. But if you can tell me, you know, hip-hop intellect, if you can, like, even give me some people in No Limits heyday. Mm-hmm. Give you a pass. Speaking what of which... Name somebody. Speaking of which, Mercedes, if you're listening, two guns looking for you. Y'all in the same area. Yeah. I, I, know, I, I, I like her. I like her a lot. I know, I think she's in Pontiac, which is probably about, what, 90 miles away from you? Um, I think maybe 45 minutes. I'm not sure. So... Mercedes. Yeah, an hour. Mercedes. I mean, that's an hour. Yeah. It'll be well worth it. Exactly, exactly. So um let's get to the second topic. We'll get back to the relationship topic in a minute. Let's get to the second topic real fast because I just want to get this out of here. R. Kelly. R. Robert Kelly. Right. The Pod Piper of the underage girls. We just canceled the Piss and Pills tour with him and Bill Cosby. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> no, let me stop. But Harvey Weinstein didn't put the money up for it. Right, right. This is this is what we said about R. Kelly on the you know, on the outtake show. One of the shows that were never published. We said, honestly, I used to like R. Kelly up until the R album. And the R album was my shit double disc. Great songs, great CDs, right? That was only the second album, though. No, R was... No, R was his third. What was the second? R, it was just R. Kelly. Uh-huh. And that's the one that had you remind me, keep it on the down low, half on a baby. Like, okay. he had some joints on it, too. Oh, yeah, but the R album had the same picture as 12 Play. 12 play, except it was black and red. And Stratford. It was a silhouette of 12 play. Yeah, and we went to Stratford. Black and red was our colors. Yeah, it's still my colors. Right. So, mine's are black and white now. Yeah, I bet. So, but, um. Got your little collared shirt and your tie on. Right. (laughs) But, (laughs) But, you know, he released TP2, 
And I saw R. Kelly, you know, turning into, you know, it wasn't much of an R&B singer no more. He coined the term R&B thug. I like to be, like, I'll take it all the way up to Chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory was a good CD. I will give him that. But still, the allegations were there. You know what I mean? Because the Chocolate Factory had, you know, Chocolate Factory had some of my joints on it. The The title track was dope. Snake was dope. Move your body like a snake, mom. Don't yeah. like that. I I love that song. What was after Chalky Factory? Happy People or something? Oh, no, after Chalky Factory was TP2 Reloaded. That one was. That was a real album. The one with players only trapped in the closet. Um, yeah, so it started going too much. Yeah, he was doing too much at that time. Mm, and then he went, kind of tried to go gospel with all the allegations. Right. And then, uh, what's the one where I'm a flirt? That's Double Up. Double Up had songs on it, but at that point, I was I was 100% through. Yeah, because the thing about what all these allegations were coming back to back to back to back. Oh, he raped me. Oh, I'm an underage girl. This, sir, woo, woo, woo. Like, I washed my hands with this nigga. I, I washed my hands with gold dreads looking like he was in Austin Powers with them gold cornrows. Right, right. Like, R. Kelly, boy R. Kelly dresses like that uncle at the barbecue, the one that's just like, yo, if I was a little bit younger. <laughs> like, you know you're 50 years old. Um, you do not need to have one of them spiky sneakers with all the gold lining on it. Right. Right, go get you some uptowns and your white socks and your cargo shorts and a polo and sit Call down. It Call it a day. R. Kelly want to come in there looking like a damn mannequin at Hot Topic and shit. Right. Like, <laughs> honestly, I will say, I used to sit there and because, you know, I've had, you know, Beats Music. Remember, Beats Music turned into Apple Music and like Beats Music, Spotify and you know, all these things. So anytime an R. Kelly CD came out, I'm not going to lie. I would sit there and browse, you know, browse them. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I stopped doing that after the Black Panties album. Oh, when I heard that, I just thought I, that was filth. Like, the Black Panties album, I listened to the deluxe edition. And I got to one of the bonus songs called Show Your Pussy. It was him, the Migos, and Juicy J. Now, listen, coming from me saying something is filth, it gotta be pretty bad. Oh yeah, like what? What we always say? Your tone, aka Mister Nasty. Mister Nasty. Like, but that was just filth. If Mister Nasty says it's filth, like the thing about R. Kelly, when you make like you know sexual innuendos with R and B music, the when you're blatantly saying words, you know what I mean. That's what makes the song dirty. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather hear knocking boots than fuck her in the pussy. Right. The song you know what I mean? Who was just like, you know, I'm about to get my dick sucked in this fucking club. I'm like, come on, dog. Nigga, you like, yo, like, yo, old ass need to go sit down somewhere. Like, nigga, you're 50. <laughs> don't, don't get me. You wait until I, you got 50 to have a midlife crisis and start making this music? Right. I didn't listen to any of the buffet. Mm-mm. 
I don't. If he releases a CD tomorrow, I'm not gonna listen to it. Because and then the crazy part is he had that in between album with like all the old sound and stuff, the oh, ballads yeah. and um, "Write Me Back" and "Love Letter." Yeah, yeah. And when a when a woman's love, or whatever that was. That, I thought Kelly was coming back. Yeah, because he had two great. See, I can't even call them great because I didn't listen to them all the way through. Even though I owned them, I never listened to them all the way through because R. Kelly gets to a certain point where his CDs get redundant. A lot. So, like, you know, you have the up-tempo songs to start it off with, then the middle of the album's kind of soggy, and then, you know, the end of the album it always finishes on a strong note. That's uh-huh. redundant policy. John Legend follows the same policy, and it's very redundant. Like, how many John Legend CDs have you listened to all the way through, Tone? Me? None. Exactly. <laughs> I love John Legend. As a matter of fact, I have the Evolver CD right next to me. Great CD. But towards the middle of the album, you get tired of hearing John's voice. And it's the same thing with R. Kelly. Yeah, you just get tired of the shit. He needed to, like, cut some of that off. It's It's a lot of bad filler. And my brother said, R. Kelly is always best when he has a supporting cast. Yeah. Like, if he has a featured artist or a few featured artists... He always works best because you're not sitting there listening to him for hours. Mm-hmm. Like, and he I, actually does good when he has a female artist on the song with him. Exactly. Or him and Ronald Isley. Yeah. Because their voice coincides with him. Uh-huh. Ronald Isley can coincide with anybody. Oh, yeah. Big up to Ron. We got to protect Big our legends. Yeah, so we got to protect our legends. Yep. So, but you know, I'm about to catch a case. So, there's a song called She Don't Know My Name, right? Mm-hmm. Ellie, Snoop Dogg, and Ron Isley. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, hold on. Anyways, I just so happen to be listening to Nelly. <laughs> oh, God. Why? No. I like Nelly. Okay. <laughs> underlay, underlay, under E I E I. Uh oh, what's popping tonight? Looking at Nelly after the sweat, the sweat and suit album. Mm-hmm. We'll get there later, but um, with a little bit of uh, uh, and a little bit of uh, uh. leave Nelly alone, dude. <laughs> Who else came out the gate and sold ten million copies right out the gate? Yeah. So you know, you give credit where credits due. Yeah, you know, R. Kelly, I mean, R. Kelly, Nelly did his thing, but... But, you know, and, you know, was was with Nelly and Snoop Dogg and carried his weight. Mm Mm-hmm. But R. Kelly is not that type of artist. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought a good combination was R. Kelly and Nas. Uh Uh-huh. They did the Street Dreams remix. And they did um, Money Makes the World Go Round on the R album. Have you ever heard the Gotham City remix? Gotham City in the ghetto, ghetto. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. I wasn't impressed. Actually, I actually like that I song. Wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Nah. Oh, man, I was a nasty teenager because remember when R. Kelly used to be like, Gotham City. Uh-huh. I used to be like, big old titties. No. I ain't going to remix every R&B song, too. Word, word. I was a bastard, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, God damn, man. I'm sitting there looking at my past like, nigga, you was a nasty nigga, dude. <laughs> Who would you think um, took the mantle of R. Kelly? Um, it was shared for a little bit because, you know, Robin Thicke took the torch for a quick second. John Metron. Um, say what? Metron. Yeah. The um, watered down substitute R. Kelly. Uh, Killer for life. Case took Avant. Case took it for a second. Avant took it for a, oh Avant. Avant is one of our underrated legends. Uh huh. Joe, who R. Kelly tried to um what's it called blackball. Mm. Have you ever heard that story? No. It's a DJ Vlad interview where DJ Vlad was interviewing Joe, and R. Kelly tried to blackball him. Like. Not to know yeah, that. you have to check that shit out. It, like it's crazy. Like R. Kelly was trying to go at this man's juggle. Mm. But it's crazy. Like Joe's an underrated legend. Carried mm-hmm. the torch for a quick second. But as of right now, I see R and B as a dead man sport. Yeah, especially the way it's going now. It's not even R and B anymore. R and B used to be about, you know, I love you, I miss you, I need you, so on and so on, you know what I mean? No, it's just fuck her in the pussy. Yeah, that's all it is now. Fuck her in the pussy. Like, it just turned into, you know, who's trying to fuck the fastest? One night stand music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I can't even defend R&B right now. Like, I can't defend certain rap. Mm-hmm. So it's... You're definitely not. Definitely not. Like, rap's a t- different subject. I think the last good album I heard was J. Cole's. Are you going to listen to the Kanye album? Uh, I listened to it. I broke my I broke my word and I listened to it. Uh-huh. And I'm not impressed. The first okay. fire, but the rest of the six tracks aren't. Like, who mm. released the seven-track album? Pusha T did. Uh-huh. And the fact that Nas, I mean, not, not, that Nas is get, the whole album going to be produced by Kanye West worries me a little bit. A little worries bit. me a little bit. Because you got to understand, Nas is my second favorite rapper of all time. But when you got his involvement, mm. you're just like, dude, I'm not certain if this shit's going to work. Yeah, we're like, what's, what am I, what should I expect? Well, Nas produced, I mean, Kanye produced Papa Was a Player by Nas. And produced mm-hmm. um, the song Hustlers. Yeah, that was, what, 12 years yeah, ago? and he produced the song Hustlers off of, um, what's it called? Hip Hop is Dead. Mm-hmm. And he produced the song Hope off of Hip Hop is Dead. And those are, you know, three dope tracks. But I don't think that Kanye can hold a whole Nas album by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, Nas is a pro- Nas is an artist that needs variety with production. You know what I mean? Maybe it'll work, though. You never know. You gotta wait for it on the strength of Nas, not on the strength of Kanye. It's like I said, I know Kanye's just doing the landscape, Nas is doing the words, but dog, you know how I feel. Like, if Kanye was doing a whole Scarface album, I'd still be weary, and Scarface is my man 100 grand. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yo, I'm not certain if I really want to check out this Brad album. 
Yeah, anything that has uh, anything to do with Kanye right now is just... It's a hot stuff. Like, Pusha T yeah. album was dope. But then again, it was only seven songs. Like, if you fuck up doing seven songs, you shouldn't be in the business. Mm-hmm. Like, seven songs is like a gimme album. Mm-hmm. So, like, I.E., Everybody's like, oh, Put It In Your Mouth by Akinelli was a great album, but it was only five songs. Mm-hmm. So, like, if Ak fucked up five songs, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm just dying to see what comes about this Nas album. And the Nas album is supposed to be released next Friday. Supposed to be released. On what label? Um, I have no idea. I think he still has one album under Def Jam left. Okay. So I think he signed a five-album Def Jam contract and he released four. So, because he, yeah, he released four. Out of five-album deal, he released Hip Hop Is Dead, the Untitled album, Life Is Good, and God, I'm missing a CD in the mix somewhere. Because he released four under um, Def Jam. Did he? Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't only three. No, nah, because four was four. Because there's a five album deal with Def Jam. It might be three, and he has two albums left to do. Mm. But then he do that one with Daniel um... Harley. There it is. There's the fifth one. Yeah. Because I knew he had a five-album contract. The one with Damian Marley counted. So, yeah, that's four out of five. So, like, not only is this your last Def Jam album, if you choose to resign or not resign, I just, you know, there should be no room for error. Not all mm-hmm. 2012. You understand, um, his last CD was released in 12. Mm-hmm. Nigga, that's a six-year break. Yeah. Like, if you come back from a six-year break and release some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Distant Relatives was 2010. Yeah. Which favorite Nas album? My favorite Nas album of all time, The Lost Tapes. Oh, that doesn't count. Oh, uh, you said it doesn't count? Nah, it counts. We could count that. The Lost Tapes is my favorite Nas album due to consistency. It was short and mm-hmm. all songs banged. And they were all supposed to be on other albums. Correct. Uh, not counting the Lost Tapes, I have to say It Was Written or Godson. It's, it's a toss up. I would say It Was Written is in my top three favorite Nas albums. Mm-hmm. But I really did like I Am. Yeah? No, no, no. I am. Came, I am came out at a good time. For me. Mm. I am put my ear back to New York music because remember I was down. I can't get you where I am. But I am put my ear back to New York music because, like I uh-huh. said, I was down south with the No Limit, the Cash Money's, you know, the Booty Shake music, the out. Uh-huh. So when Nas released I Am in '99, I remember being in my homeboy Marcus Kendall's car. And the song K-I-S-S-I-N-G came on. The first thing that attracted me, believe it or not, was the R. Kelly When a Woman's Fed Up sample. 
when the woman's fed up was still hot on the charts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That song was still hot on the charts. So you had the R. Kelly when the woman's fed up seven. And then, you know, just the lyrics. Picture us married. You and me. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. I remember the first time. Girl, you and me. F-U-C-K-I-N-G. And you're just like, yo! He flipped the R. Kelly sample and like that's what t- turned my ear back to New York music. So I had the cassette tape, and the cassette tape had two extra songs on it, which is mm. quite rare because it's, um, quite rare because the CD always had more tracks. You know what I mean? Mm. The cassette tape had two extra songs. It had a song called um, "Nature Shining," which was by Just Nature, and it had a song called "Pray," which was Nas and the Bravehearts. Oh, yeah, the Nature Shine, that was on Nature's album later. Oh, was it? That Uh-huh. So, like, that had um, two extra tracks, the Nature Shining and um, a song called Pray by the Bravehearts and Nas. So I was mm-hmm. always appreciative to have, to have the cassette tape because I got those two extra gems. Like even if you look at my um like in my um what's it called office now I have almost all of Nas's CDs in my office mm. because I listen to them shits at my desk and you would be you know it's weird because Scarface is my favorite rapper I only have one Scarface CD in my office and that's the Fix the, the fix. fix and Nas was on Nas there, was wasn't on it? there as a matter of fact. Scarface was the first person to work with both Jay-Z and Nas on the same CD while they had their beef. Mm-hmm. First artist. And I always give Scarface credit for that. So, um, going back to Nas, my favorite Nas album is The Lost Tapes. And I say I Am would be my second. And then it was written. Because it mm. was written was one of those rare CDs that happen every once in a while. When you first hear it, you know it's a classic. Mm-hmm. What was that? 96, 97? 96. 96, it came yeah. out 96. And I remember when I first heard it, I was at my homeboy Robert Pratt's house. And he played it. And I'm just like, yo. Like, the song I Gave You Power gave me chills. From front to back, that oh. one was dope. Start to finish. Um, the bass licks and watch that. I'm, mean, you know, watch them niggas. What? Mm-hmm. Nas is coming. Taking him. Like, Nas is coming was the worst, best song ever. That's the yeah. Dre beat, right? Yeah, that was my skip. Yeah, like track. I said, that's the worst, best song ever. Yeah. Because you know. That and you owe me. It didn't belong on that album. It didn't fit the album. Yeah. But it... Like, Nas, even when Nas has, like, bad songs, the lyrics are still good. Like, people always say about You Owe Me and Dr. Knock Boot. But the lyrics were always Nas. dope. Like, Nas has the best lyrics on dope, on whack nah, beats. Dr. Knock Boot is my shit. It wasn't a Nas type song though. That was should have been somewhere else. Because you're virgin with blue balls, or you tear down on walls. Not Doctor Ruth. Call me Doctor Knock. What? That was that old Jiggy era shit. That's that Puff Daddy shit. Do 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 do
But don't, don't, don't. What? That's my shit. And then you won't see me you tonight. Won't see me tonight. What? I hated that song. Like, but the lyrics were dope. Bad, good song. So, mm. For one, a Timberland beat. Aaliyah's hook sounded lazy, but not lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing about Nas. The lyrics are always there. The beat selection is very questionable. Very sparse. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Nas has one of those discographies that, you know, every album has a bad song. Or multiple. Or multiple. Like, do you, I still have my original pressing of um, Stillmatic, where there was a song that had Mary J. Block Braveheart, Braveheart Party, yeah. And that song was fucking terrible. Like, I'm not certain if you remember it or if you bought... Yeah. That song was fucking terrible. And then I remember when a source gave it five mics, you know, and I said, five mics even with Braveheart Party? I guess so. I mean... Because the songs were terrible. It still was classic. I, I like even to this day on my original Stillmatic because remember that was taken off the later copies. Mm-hmm. On my original Stillmatic, I still skip that song because the song "Cool" yeah. came next and Anne Marie, boy. <laughs> 